One of my earlier colleagues had gone to a biotech conference, I think it was in January of 1998, and heard one of the, I think it was a, it was the Anderson Consulting that were consulting with Monsanto. And the way they wanted to consult with these top executives, it says, okay, describe your ideal future in 15 to 20 years. And the executives of Monsanto described a world in which 100% of all commercial seeds in the world were genetically engineered and patented. And then Anderson worked backwards from that goal to create the strategy and tactics to achieve it. My friend said that was the most arrogant statement he'd ever heard in his life until the afternoon when another consulting organization predicted that in as little as five years, by 2003, no, actually it was, there was a 1999 conference, by 2004, within five years, up to 95% of commercial seeds would be replaced with genetically engineered seeds. So they were planning to replace seeds on the planet. And then a month later, in February, ARPOD was able to speak, an eruption happened in Europe, Europe closed its doors. So that we have a great, great debt of gratitude to ARPOD Pustai. And also it taught me that I needed to focus on the health dangers and get that information out. And so I traveled the world for years and I'll tell you some of the stories of my world travels and focused on getting the health dangers out. In fact, in the book, I said that my next book's gonna be about how there's positive alternatives to farming that don't need GMOs. I never got to that because I needed to, there was so much more information about the health dangers. There was so much pushback by the biotech industry that needed to be corrected. So I became the health danger guy and also the corruption guy because you can't tell people that these are dangerous if the FDA and Monsanto say they're safe. So how could we discredit the FDA and Monsanto? It's easy. It's so easy. I'll show you, share some stories that I share. One, for example, is that the person in charge of GMO policy at FDA was Monsanto's former attorney, later Monsanto's vice president, and later the U.S. Foods are. That because of documents made public from a lawsuit, we now know that the overwhelming consensus among the scientists working at the FDA who are looked at, looking at GMOs said that they were different and dangerous, needed to be tested, and even human testing needed to be done. And the policy came out written by Michael Taylor, Monsanto's former attorney, saying, we know of no significant difference between GMOs and non-GMOs, therefore no testing is needed, no labeling is needed, and you don't even have to tell the FDA if you want to put a GMO in the, in the, in the food supply. So that immediately tells everyone, okay, so it's a captured organization, how bad is it? You need that to open the receptor cells. Okay, so I released the book in Washington, D.C., did a National Press Club uh, release. Um, <clears throat> I then went to, uh, within two weeks, actually, within a day or two of releasing the book, someone said, I was invited to speak in Brazil, I don't want to go, can you speak on my behalf? So I was already scheduled for that October in Brazil. And then I went to Mexico, to Cancun, for the World Trade Organization. I went with, with press credentials. And so I went to a press conference, and there was the U.S. trade representative and the 
Ann Veneman, the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture. Now, I've been to press conferences and usually like 30 or 40 press in a room, and I was feeling very confident. I'm going to ask them a tough question. So I walk in and it's this auditorium, at least 600 press, a bank of cameras all over the world. And I was intimidated. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. I'm, I, it's like, am I going to get a question out? Uh, so they gave their talk. And I raised my hand when they asked, we have time for a few questions. And I think it was like five questions. So they didn't call me. They didn't call on me. Fifth person, last question, they called on me. So I, I pack my questions. I did this later with the Secretary of Agriculture, that's the current one, and another. I, I just make the questions, give the information I want. Given that GMOs are this way, given that this, given that this, given that this, how can you justify no uh, safety studies and whatnot in, in, uh, in the approval process? And it was interesting that the, that the U.S. Trade Representative Zolik said, I'm having trouble hearing you. All of the press laughed because, of course, he couldn't hear me. It was, like, it was like an inside joke to everyone but him. So I had to repeat it, which was great. And then he spoke, praising GMOs and all. And then Secretary Veneman spoke. And she said, oh, we look at these very carefully. We look at this. We look at the agronomics. We look at the health. And I got her. I said, this is not true. I know what they do, and there's no required safety studies whatsoever. So there was a press room available to the 2,000 or 3,000 press at the World, World Trade Organization. So I got a computer. I printed it out, uh, a press release. I gave it to them and said, make uh, six, like 1,000 copies or whatever it was. And I put them in all the cubby holes, and it was a press release saying, the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture misleads WTO delegates and global press on safety, GMO safety, uh, U.S. GMO safety assessments. And uh, also, when I left the hall after asking the questions, I was surrounded by press asking me questions. So it worked. I, and I put my phone number. I had, a, I had to get a Mexican SIM card. And I got a call on the SIM card saying, uh, we'd like you to come and speak in Brussels in November. <laughs> so I got, you know, October in Brazil. Uh, then five more times in Brazil, very interesting meetings. Then I went to Brussels. And who else was speaking in Brussels? Um, Vanda Nesheva. I had met her in the WTO conference. She was very generous and warm. She was speaking. Um, the daughter of the president of Germany was speaking, who was a scientist. Um, the person that got um, Vanda Nesheva into GMOs, um, Pat Mooney, he was speaking. So all these very important people. And the room was filled with members of Parliament and EU Commission and all these people in this big Brussels conference all day. So I give my talk and someone pulls me over afterwards and says, you know, if what you say is true, you have the bombshell. Because if GMOs are not safe and they weren't approved right, it doesn't matter about the environment issues, the patenting issues, the, the legalities. They will be, they can be taken off the market. That's the linchpin. So this was like great gratification for me because I had spent all this time, nine months, writing a book, planning this whole trip, all this stuff, put my, everything else in my life on hold because I figured this was the missing link. And here was saying this person who was prominent in the 
anti-GMO world saying this is the bombshell. In fact, the first time I gave a talk on GMOs, it was at a bookstore when I was launching it in DC. And the person who read the book in order to introduce me said, this is a bombshell. So this, they use the same words, bombshell. And it turns out that it did actually work. And the story format worked because I remember um, when the, the rep representatives in uh, the state of Vermont passed the first state regulation on GMOs, I had a, a half-time intern from Vermont who was working with me at the Institute for Responsible Technology. And then when he left, he did his master's thesis on the impact of seeds of deception on the passage of that regulation. And he would, he would interview all these people and they said, yeah, we don't normally read a book during when the session is, is being held. But once I started, I couldn't put it down. And then we passed it around and his book became the topic of every discussion on GMOs. And then when I went to, to Vermont and met with the agriculture committee, they gave me a standing ovation when I walked in the room. So um, it was really critical, the angle and the story factor that worked. So it was very gratifying to see that early on. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.